Yep. yep. It's all yours, Cortez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are back with another great episode of Social Reality. Today we have Antoine with us, and today we have Theus with us. Hopefully, um, um, Esther will join us later. Uh, until then, let's just get right into it. We got two topics that uh, come to mind today. Um, first one, we want to talk about stimulus checks. This this next round of stimulus checks that is that is coming in. So uh, everybody is expecting them. Not everybody's going to get them. So um, my thing, the first thing that I that I thought of when people were expecting this was, how are you going to spend this money? You know, uh, hope you're going to be smart with it. You know, um, starting off, I'd rather for Antoine to, to kick this off because he has some rather good things that we, as we were talking beforehand. So, Twan, lead us into this, bro. So, with the stimmies coming out, everybody, I think I think people are going to be surprised. This the stimmies. The stimmies are not. Uh, they came about in a different way. They were. They came as not a stimulus money, but as a budget allocation. So, what that means is um, that there's a loophole that um, your bill collectors can actually, if you owe somebody or you have a lien on your property, that these these funds will be available for that. Uh, and they could intercept those funds. So um, I don't know if the loophole was closed up. There was, there was, there was uh, some action that was going on like uh, 12 o'clock at night action, 12th hour action that was going to go on like Thursday. I was trying to prevent it, but I don't know if it ever did because I know the Simmons came out like on Friday. So, but let's hope that it did because that's going to be horrible for people that wanted this money and it goes right to the corporations that are not suffering at all um, during mm -hmm. the stimulus. Because definitely... The businesses are um, some of the larger businesses are aren't suffering from this situation. There's, you know, small business people are and that, that that money could definitely go to. But yeah, but if you got your stimmy, what you gonna do with your stimmy? Are you gonna you know, are you gonna spend it? Are you just gonna you know, save it? Uh, you know, invest it. What what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, first thing I saw brand new fat laces, dog. <laughs> I mean, Coming first back. thing. First thing I saw was people going to get new flat screen TVs off the rip. All right, yeah. but, but but you know, in all the all things though, honestly though, um, uh, as I was talking to Maria, like vacations are a good opportunity though. And all the reason I say vacations because it gives because coming out of this pandemic, that's a mental health thing, right? Now, you know what I'm saying? Having getting getting out getting out of your 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 area. And going like getting out and doing something with social distance and safe and stuff like that, where you can change your scenery could could help you recharge your battery and get you know re you know because this this you know we've been we've been under pretty much under quarantine house quarantine for a solid year. Oh, right. But people are not moving like they used to move. You're not going on vacations like you used to go on vacation. Now some people are like said, "Fuck it, I'm gone." But the majority of Americans have just kind of like. I'm not going nowhere. Haven't seen their families or like that. So this, so if that, if money, that money goes to those type of things like vacations and stuff like that, I'm, I'm kind of for, I'm, I'm kind of all cool with that because you need, because that's mental health, man. You know, I, people are committing suicide. You know, it's, it's just, it's just bad. Um, being on the constant or under constant uh, awareness of like, you know, any moment you go out could be the last moment you come back with with the coronavirus or whatever. So and you don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna take it. So yeah, we need we need some mental health days here coming up pretty soon. 
Is it right now, is it is it cheaper to go on vacation or is it about the same or more expensive or what? Being that, I mean. It's actually cheap. Hmm? It's actually really cheap. I was surprised. Because people are not getting the, the same nobody, business. Nobody doing it. Because hmm? nobody, because people aren't, vacation spots aren't getting the same amount of business. Right, so as, just, as please come, open the door up. Yeah, please. Right. Bring right. you, your family, and your dog for $5.85. <laughs> it was need yeah. you to come buy something from us, please. You can go to Texas and Mississippi right now, vacation all you want. They're wide open. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, nobody wants to go there any goddamn way. And I ain't going downtown Atlanta either. Outside of Houston and, and, and um, Houston and Dallas, nobody go to Texas. Yeah, that's true. Man, they go to the big far, three. They go to the big right. three or four, but they don't they don't touch the rest of that te- that state. Mm-hmm. You don't hear nobody say, Oh, we're going to Killeen, Texas. Oh, you don't hear that. Man. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> man. Yeah, Good I mean, old Tyler, yeah. Texas. No, man. Come on, stop playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I we all want to see the world, the the planet open back up. But you know, at the same time, you gotta be safe about it too. There I'm was like, a woman, I, I think it was in Right, I'm just like, I want to get away from Atlanta because everybody from everywhere else is in Atlanta. Yeah, because Atlanta right. never shut down. I can't even, we can't right. even move like we want to from Atlanta. We from here. And, and aside, aside from the event that you and I went to, Twan, shoot, that was that was All-Star Weekend. We ain't touch. I didn't touch downtown Atlanta. You know? Like, it, remember, I mean, we Lounge? remember we go by Sweet Lounge on the way back? Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. Pack. Sweet Lounge was packed in there. Line, I mean, this is in the middle of the day. The yeah. line was damn near down the block trying to and get into they, they was charging $100 to get up in that jump. Yeah, but you know, Atlanta is a young city, right? Demographic-wise, Atlanta is a young city. Right. Um, people don't stay on top of uh, news the way they used to as far as, like, there's a lot of people are still holding to the original information that came out about how mm-hmm. young people just were more resistant or whatnot. And, and you know, in a way that they are, but, um, people are always going to look for a good time. Right. Always going to look for a good time. Then on, then on top of that, people were getting their cars stolen or put on bricks right and left. Yeah. That's that out of town is they, they didn't understand that, uh, that, that ain't and, the time. Oh, and, you got <laughs> That's not the way we're putting up. We're putting up GoFundMe accounts to get money to get home. I really thought that was fake. I really thought somebody would just like it was fake. It was fake. Was it? Yeah, people taking advantage. But hey, on the bright side, they're about to get their their COVID relief money and they can pay everybody back. (laughs) Right. 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 Not everybody's in Miami. You see Miami, Miami's busting right now. Yeah, but on the on the the, the thing about the um, COVID relief, you know, a lot of the focus is on the the money that's coming out, the fourteen hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's normal because that's the the candy, you know, immediate gratification. I can spend that. I can you know, I can use that to you know pay a bill or whatnot. Um, Along with uh, tax credit. Right, but that's not getting as much, you know, publicity. The tax credit. Right. Um, so I'm really excited about that for a lot of families because that's something that's going to continue to kick out money for the rest of the year. 
um, which will help some people. I mean, an extra $300 in your pocket. I mean, that's like two bills right there. Right. You know? exactly. Uh, exactly. Some cases that's your car note. Um, so mm-hmm. I, that's, I think that's really good. And uh, I'm also liking that they, you know, mixed statement. I don't like how in Washington they take other things and push them into must pass legislation. I don't like that. I don't like it when either party does it. I'd rather they do straight bills, but we know that that's not how reality works. Um, But one of the things they did sneak in there was um, the part about funding the Affordable Care Act um, assistance. So they were able to help expand that so that, you know, your premiums are reduced. So one of the counterpoints that you've been hearing or you may be hearing is, oh, they gave all this extra money to to the states who are just going to waste it. No. Or they gave all this money to the insurance companies. You hear that one, too. And it's like, yeah, the money went to the insurance companies on your behalf so that when you get a plan, you are paying less than you were before. Like, that's a good thing, (laughs) you know, but I I, I think a lot of stuff gets missing, gets missed in conversation because everybody's focused on the the cash money part. That was a situation where, where where Brock was talking about you have to try to affect because um, we, 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 it was talking about how we couldn't. The question was, why did you direct more um, legislation directly to black people? And um, the thing about that is that he was what he was saying. He's like, we can't. We we have to. We have to. Like all, it was like our all all uh, all ties rise all ships kind of theory we talked about. But um, but when what this when it comes to that when it comes to the, the I, I automatically thought, okay, this would give more access to black people to healthcare. So that if we if we need to go to the hospital for coronavirus or something like that, we can now go because now we do our our um we want to we want to be like, oh, I can't afford to go or I can't, you know, it's it's not I don't I don't can't afford that copay. So that 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 eliminated some of those those uh excuses. So that's what that was my thought on it when I saw that. That's how like that's that was like a hidden. It was it was for black people, but it wasn't for black. That's how I took it. So, yeah, I'm on that, and that's not coming at you. This is more about me coming at good old Barry. Mm. So, um, I'm not coming off of my position that I'm tired of the U.S. government doing things that incidentally benefit the black community and not specifically benefit the black community, mm. right? what they'll do is they'll do things that are specifically for our LGBTQ family. They'll do things specifically for the immigrant children. They'll do things specifically for women in the workplace. They'll do things specifically about sexual harassment. They'll do things specifically about all these different groups. But when it comes to us, it's always incidental. It's always where we help the poor people, which help the black people. Yeah, but why why is it, and I know the answer, but why is it in America you can help any group you want specifically except black? You just can't say black. The moment you say black, people hear anti-white. And, and exactly. that just, it just right. always gets under my skin because you still have it fixed. And this is one of our prior points we talked about in the, in, before. 
if you don't fix the fact that when we go to the doctor, they ignore us, you don't fix the fact when we go to the doctor, they don't give us medication. You give, you don't fix the fact that when we go to the doctor, our doctor's offices and our areas are, are uh, less funded and have less up-to-date equipment and training. It doesn't help me as much as, in, as it should for me to be able to go more often. So I'm like, nah, do something for black people too, specifically, like say straight up and down. And there are pundits who say it, um, mm -hmm. but as far as that part, it's not to take away from the good that's being done. And I, and I do, because I advocate for the benefit of all people. I want all people to do better than what they're doing right now. Black, white, Native American, all of us. I want all of us to do better. But- well, you want equality. Yeah, well, I don't want well, I don't want equality, but I want justice and I want fair competition, but that's a whole nother long diatribe, which I'll try to avoid. But like one of the analogies that my brother just put out was, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, but can you fix the holes that you kept putting in my boat? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? You have holes that are specifically put in the black community's boat. Mm -hmm. So fix my holes and rise right. the tide. <laughs> so right. I I'm sorry. I, you know, I get off on that. Sorry. No, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But I, never, sense. I, I noticed I was in the, the, some of the, the, the leg language that came from the bill. I was like, huh, not specifically pointing to, but I see what they're trying to do, but you're right. They never do point. They never do point it out uh, specifically. I like, say this is for the black community, except when it comes to HBCUs. Except on that point, they talk about this is this is for HBCUs, but I'm still not I'm still not convinced that they they give they give money to, but then it's still not on level at the level of PWIs though. No, it, and it's not, and it never will be because HBCUs are still private institutions, and they I came think. into existence because we were barred from the other institutions. So. Right they're already treated like a stepchild. And then a lot of the funding that goes to any private university is from their alumni. Well, if you haven't fixed the issues with employment and uh, wages and salaries and the wealth gap and the asset gap, then there's not as much money for our alumni to put back. So then that's why we have to go to the government and say, hey, we need you to do something about the endowments for HBCUs. And so I'm, I'm all for those things, but how much, what percentage of our community even is in a position to go to college? So I'm like, fix that. Let, let me, let me, let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all two questions. Um, first off, do you think that the money that they have given the HBCUs just as of recently, do you think it was just to kind of pacify us? And to get us to like kind of pipe down a little bit. And then the second question is, I think it was, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Bezos, uh, ex-wife. I know I'm probably saying his last name wrong. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, Bezos. His ex-wife just gave all those HBCUs, including the one that I went to, where he's college, uh, a certain amount of money. How do y'all, what's, what's your opinion on that? My opinion is she should have she married that white dude. She should have married me. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay out of the fire. I want to Mississippi. Try, I want to watch they try to find me, find Miss uh, Miss Bezos, so I can yeah. you know, get that money to the people where I need to be. No, but I I agree. Um, it's not. 
like giving money to HBCUs is not like it's still there's still some problem. You if you went to HBCU like I went to Clark, and when you mm-hmm. go to Clark like it's not it's technological. It's there's a lot of uh, administrative. But I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna say this one thing though, and I'm gonna say this and I mean it with all my heart. If those funds that we're given are misappropriated by us, I'm, I'm that's that's an unforgivable sin. Unforgivable sin. We can't have any more Brown situations anymore. Or they were taking all the uh, all the, the financial aid money. We cannot have a I had a situation even at, at my at my age, uh, thing that it happened. Now I'm not saying corruption doesn't happen in anything and any other organization, but it cannot happen with us. We have to be have more of a, a honorable uh, situation than than what has happened in the past. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So um, I'll start there and go back to the original point. So I can't stand parasites and leeches. I can't stand them. Um, I don't care what color talk they are. The um, huh? You want to talk about the one we talked about the other day? Wh- which one? Uh, uh, Tulsa. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember his name. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, the Tulsa real estate fund, that that thing. But um, so, yeah, like you said, you know, we can't have them um, misappropriating the funds and things like that. But I'm here to tell you it's going to happen um, because there's housekeeping that has to be done. And, you know, in the in other communities, uh, specifically the white community, it's like rule of thumb. That's what you do. You skim off the top, you move money and you do those things. But the impact is less because the money is more. Yeah, exactly. When we do it and in, in amongst our own, it's so much worse because you are intentionally stealing from people you know you're hurting. Like you're not, when you steal money as a head or a director or anything like that of an HBCU, you're not just uh, playing white collar crime the way white collar crime is designed. That's not, that's not what you're doing you are doing it to a vulnerable people that you have been placed in a position of trust that you're supposed to help move us forward. So if you're doing those things and you're, you're, you're pirating amongst your own people, I, I have no love, no compassion, no use for you. And I, I, I hope nothing but bad for you. Um, so that's that part. Uh, but we would ask about Mrs. Bezos um, so I think it's two sides to the exact same thing and neither one of them am I against. I'm just saying what it is. Well, no correction. That's not fair. There's two parts of what I'm about to say. I'll do that. So her giving money to the HBCUs and other charitable organizations that I think is like really good on her part, uh, as an individual, I really appreciate any positive thing that's coming. Um, our people are in a desperate situation. So when the money comes in, I thank you for the money. Um, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but if a Klansman is going to sit there and pay money to the school and not have any demands of it, they just put the money in the school. All right. I still don't like you, Mr. Klansman, but I'm going to go put this money to work. OK, because the United States government has been our biggest enemy since the day we got here. But we use their money to do good work. You know what I mean? So on that side, thank you, Miss Bezos. And right. those like you. Same time, I don't like the fact that we are moving more and more into this Lord and Lordship uh, economy where 
you have private citizens being expected to step up to do the things that the government should do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not her job to fund the HBCUs. Thank you for doing it, but it's not her job. You know what I'm saying? Reparations is owed by the US government, state, federal, county, every level. That's where the money should be coming from. So yeah, it, it kind of goes back to my whole thing about, you know, I don't want just more programs. Um, I don't want you to just help make being poor easier. Right. I want to make less people poor. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, let's go into our next topic. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna be careful how I go into this. I'm not gonna say what I what I <laughs> what I was gonna say, even though <laughs> my baby at home. <laughs> you go ahead and say it, bro. Yeah. Okay, so. Stacy Stacy Dash, she's apologized and she wants to come home. So, hi. Well, <laughs> I don't tell tell us about your baby, bro. Tell tell us tell, tell us about your baby. Yeah. Oh man, Stacy Dash was my one back in the back in the day, boy. That was my one. But uh, yeah, so but then uh, I know that that was there's a couple people here that, that actually live with her in, in L.A. So you know how how much a, a terrible neighbor she was. Uh, mm -hmm. Britt Waldrum and her sister, Aaron, uh, uh, Britt's sister, Aaron, was her neighbor, and they used to have it at it in the, in the hallways. I remember she wrote about that. But anyway, what I was saying was, yes, uh, should uh, Kim folks, should we let Stacey Dash back into the barbecue is what the question is, because right. she said that she was she was in the wrong frame of mind, she felt wrong, she was, now that she has found the Lord, uh, that she should be let back into the, to the community. And she wants to you know she's a black conservative, but she's a she's not she has not lost who this who she is as being black. Um, so uh, what y'all think? I I I personally I I give her a plate, but it's gonna be down the street. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna be in the car down the street, at, around the park at the back of the parking lot. I'll make <laughs> you a plate, but I, I can't I can't let you back in the party. You ain't gonna do me like that. Don't you ever 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 ever, ever come around here? Stay <laughs> <laughs> right back. But you want some food in my plate? Right. <laughs> she certainly can't bring no food. She, I don't care what she offered, because ain't nobody gonna trust her potato salad ever again. Nah, she yeah. still got raisins in it. But um, <laughs> so my thing on that is proverbial cookout analogy. Nah, she can't come in the yard. You know what I'm saying? Like she just can't. I mean, you know, Big Mama might let you make her a plate and run it over there to her, but she she can't come in the yard. But anyway, uh, on a serious tip, um, I don't like us always having to deal with people on the individual because we're not judged on the individual. Mm. You know, we're judged as a collective. And because we know what it's like to always be held to the standard of a collective, even though you are an individual, we don't do that to other people. And I'm like, nah, I'm not with that no more. So um, she didn't like make a speech that went wrong, right? She didn't make a ill-informed decision. Like when I look back at, at Chrisette Michelle, for example, I actually regret that I, I, I threw her off the bus <laughs> as hard as I did. Um, I think she, did, she like Chrisette Michelle should have been put in timeout, right? Because she knew what her fan base was telling her and she listened to the wrong people and she went and performed at that inauguration anyway 
and we destroyed her career. And that was off of her making literally, in my opinion, one bad call. Um, Stacey Dash, she was a spokesperson for the Republican Party. She um, proudly and enthusiastically uh, pushed their ideas and their motives. She was a female Tim Scott, all right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that does make you a traitor. That makes you someone who is openly hostile to people who need you to use your platform to help those who don't have what you have. So for me, I mean, there's a list of them. Stacy Dash, Sheriff Duncan Clark, that gumball looking preacher dude who looked like Brian Pumper from the, from the adult movies. <laughs> um, Tim Scott, uh, Kanye West. Uh, there's another oh. one that just fell out of my mind. Wait, but hold on. Uh, don't forget Weezy. Steve Harvey. Oh, well, Weezy. Steve Harvey. Steve uh, Harvey. I just don't like him. Like I, I, I'm not. I haven't like gotten to disown him yet. I, I just don't like him. Um, he does. I don't view him as a traitor. I can't throw Cube away just yet. Cube isn't a traitor though, and then that's a whole other conversation. But he's not a traitor. Yeah, y'all gonna get me on my soapbox on on Cube. I'm sorry. Cube was like, I'm one of the highest bidder. Like I'm not the all that. Fuck all that. I don't even think that's what Cube did. I look at it like this, man. Look at what yeah. we do. What do we do as often as we can? We get together on here and we talk about black issues. Mm-hmm. And to me, Cube is someone who modeled the American story, uh, overlapping with the, you know, the Bible fallacies that are built in there that we are fairy tales that we're given, where came up in a rough situation, made bad decisions reformed yourself, created a route to prosperity and stability, did good work for the community, put out better products so that people could aspire to be more and do more. Cube literally did all of those things. Right. And then from a safe position, he didn't have to say nothing. From a safe position, he goes out and says, I want to advocate for my community from my viewpoint, and I'll talk to both sides. And right. because we don't like one side so much, we literally turned against our own because we didn't agree with everything that he had. Right. So that's why I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm still, I'm on Cube's side. I don't, I mean, I read his plan. I'm not all that big on his plan, but I want more Cubes. I want hundreds of Cubes. I want all of them out there who have a platform to go and speak to power and try to get some damn concessions. Cause I don't vote blue. I don't vote red. I vote black. And if I can get some people out there that can do that for me, that's what it is. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I get, I get real ant when it comes to the cube thing. Cause people are on some, well, he this and he that, and he a cube, he a coon now and all that. Man, man, fuck y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? For real. Cause he doing what he can, he's doing what he thinks he should do. Right. People didn't really give Cube a chance to get his whole conversation out about that. In, in, in my opinion, you know, yeah, they he heard said, Trump and that was it. Right. Exactly. He said he had an agenda that he wanted to pitch and he was willing to pitch it to both sides. It was just the Republican side reached out to him first. And play. You know what I'm saying? So the Republican side reached out to play him and steal his agenda. 
Yeah, they played it. Right, exactly, exactly. But all you need to do with us, man, and and, and I love us, man. I love us so much. I make excuses and and all that for us all day, all the time. A lot of times y'all get irritated with me by how many excuses I make for us. Mm-hmm. But damn, you could throw Herschel Herschel Walker away too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely not. Ah. Yeah, get rid of his ass. No, but but damn, if we got people who are willing to step up, why they got to be perfect for you to not tear them apart? I'm not asking you to agree with them. I'm asking you not to tear them the fuck apart. Before we you hear the destroy whole these people, the nation. Yeah. Well, you know, they, but you know, like they're gonna say the same thing about like. like well, not gonna say the same thing, but Stacey Dash, Stacey Dash made a career out of fucking with her, like just shitting on us. She made yeah, a career, but, but then she went so far. She went so far with her shitting on black people that Fox was like, "Whoa, hold up, hold up, <laughs> we gotta let you go." <laughs> I mean, right. how, I mean, how how bad can you be? Right. That Fox was gonna get rid of you. Yeah, and you notice she didn't even start to do this little apology tour until Fox was done with her. Trump was out of office mm-hmm. and her white husband left her ass. Mm-hmm. So now that she's lost about everything. I got some I want to go into. You sparked some. Go ahead. I'm sorry. She want to try to repair some things. So I'm like, look, even if what she's saying is sincere, I'm not here to say whether, whether or not she's sincere or not. I'm just saying that um, I can forgive you, but I got to forgive you from over there. Now, first of all, as far as Stacey, Stacey Dash, I don't want to, may, maybe it's just my heart being too forgiving. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to completely throw away yet. However, she got to do a lot of earning to get back in. That's just because she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> fine or not. If she you were ugly, would you give her that, 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 that eighth chance? No. You know if what? she looked like Whoopi, would you still be talking to her? Hey, about Whoopi ain't ugly. Stop that. Hey. Ugly, ugly, but I'm saying. Hey, no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, straight up, you know, straight, straight up and down. I mean, it, fine or ugly, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, if, if we embraced you in the black community for all those years and all of a sudden you come out and you're so against your own people like that, then, yeah, you got to do some earning to, to get back in. It was in. hard, bro. It was hard because I watched the old Kanye video of her running in the airport. And that booty was bouncing. I was like, ooh. Look, man, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been loving Stacy since. I've been loving Stacy since Renaissance, man. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, nah, I'm with you. Yeah. But hold his run through man. the airport ever. Yeah, just, just slow mo. Yeah, oh, man, you just can't come back from Candace hey. Owens. Would you let her back? That's ooh. what I was about to get into. Now, let's just say. By some ghost ass of a chance that Candace was like, hey, I woke up, I see the light, you know nah, what I'm saying? Bro. This and this. Now nah, that one, I would not she be so, tough. I would not be so forgiven about. And wow. Candace is not a pretty woman. She she's a very pretty girl. However, the things that she said, it was, it was just so fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one I wouldn't be so forgiven on. See, that's just it, man. That's why I'm saying this thing is so, so, so. That's why we have to be less forgiving. That's why I, I think you should have whatever your call is before you have to make the call. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That way you're not stuck doing individual stuff. Because I have my particular standard of what I expect from somebody. 
and um, and it's broad and it is somewhat nuanced. You just can't be a traitor. You just can't be a parasite. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you becoming a conservative doesn't make you anti-black. Makes you a little stupid, but it doesn't really make you anti-black, right? You don't lose being black for anything. You know, you're black because your blood and your mouth say so. Yep. Now, you might be one of them traitorous parasite blacks, and that's where we get the names that we've been throwing around. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I think Stacy thought that she could achieve escape velocity uh, and, uh, and get away from the gravity of being black. And she was wrong. Stace, but Stacy, she didn't say, and maybe maybe I just missed some things. I just don't think she said as nearly as damaging things as Candace Owens did. Oh no, she was damaging. As I said, she got kicked off Fox for right. what she said. That, yeah, you, you're yeah, right. It's like it's a difference between like trying to come up with shades of racism. Right. You know, just because someone didn't call you the N-word, but they treat you like one. Who's worse? True. You know what I'm saying? True. So Stacy might not speak the, the harsh terms that Candace does, but she she upholds the exact same ideologies and protects right. the exact same people. So one might say it, but the other one's gonna treat you like it. True indeed. True indeed. Well. That's all I got for today, fellas. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, but on the uh, back to the stimulus, the stem stimmy. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna be. I'm 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 gonna be putting some people to work, man, because I gotta do some projects around the house. That's what's that's there go the money. Sure, indeed. Yeah, yeah, black, Make sure you buy black, man. It's hard, bro. I'll be trying to find them, man. I'm trying to find them. Buying black is hard. Because I mean, and there's a lot to that. That would be an excellent another topic to take on. But damn, man, I'm just trying to find you know black landscapers, black um, tree people, black um, black anything. Just, damn it, it's hard to find y'all. Okay. Um, if y'all if y'all know some black landscapers, some black business, go ahead and drop your thing in the box so we can have a little database. So people can know they want to come to you. And, and please. please be accredited. Please don't don't be a shade tree. Please be accredited you know, so people can like you know have some love of your craft. You know what I'm saying? Don't have yeah. to, don't don't spiff people with the job and you know what I'm saying be be honorable about your profession, please. If you have some people like that, put, put them in the in the in the chat and the in the, in the line in the timeline so we can know so we can refer these people out to other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, for those of you who are about to start typing, stop typing when you're about to want to, about the whole. Well, why does it have to be black? Until we get to the point where there is some parity to where you start a business and you're able to open it in any community and you're able to drive business from any, dem any demographic and you have a somewhat fair opportunity at funding, at capitalization, at um, the different regulations. Once those things become more fair, then I can stop saying black business. Right. And, and as far as why does it have to be black, why not black? No, no, I agree. But what you hear people say is like, well, hey, why not, can't it just be a business? Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But, you know, at this point in time, why not black? 
Why not? I agree. Why not, why not let them get their, their fair share of the money in the business? So, and if you're out there and you're in business and you're doing it right, um, take a look no. at your area's Black Chamber of Commerce as well as your it area's is. general Chamber of Commerce. I yes. think those are good things to get joined into, build your network, and go from there too. All right, we're gonna have to have a talk. We're gonna have to have a conversation about what Maynard Jackson did for the city of Atlanta, and let and have a discussion about how that blueprint that he gave that he put into the city has continuously helped build wealth for Black people in Atlanta, and in, in, in Georgia, in this in this area, in this region. So we need we need to really talk about that because I don't think that. I think that as the generations get older and older, uh, I think that that's um, that's less understood how impactful he was and why Atlanta is Atlanta because of Maynard Jackson. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of the um, standard bearers, right, that are leaving us or have left us now. We, we need we need to have a full discussion about that because I think some people don't understand that that Maynard Jackson's impact of, of have making sure that there had to be a black uh, they had to give them, they had to let, have black people bid on the process and be uh, be awarded some of those contracts. That that was a major, major, major thing. Even when people weren't, they might not have had their business might not have been to the level to handle it just yet. He made sure that it, they was a part of the process. So that's how um, uh, I'm forget the name. H.G. Um, uh, Russell came about because H.G. Russell started as a, as a as a custodial company. And then he helped them get the contracts for the the the, the uh, airport concessions and things like that, and and they, they moved forward to, to construction and stuff like that. So we need we need to really talk about how that how he was uh, made a concerted effort to build wealth in the black community and with that one plan and that, and then how that's never been able to be duplicated in any other metropolitan city in the in the United States. because yeah, you know Chocolate City you can call what you want, couldn't do that, couldn't duplicate it. No, no other area could duplicate that. And but that at the same that. time, though, don't take it away from uh, D.C. and Detroit because they laid their foundation so Atlanta could be what Atlanta is today. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all grow together off of each other. Um, I would love to see the, the work of, like, Maynard and the work of the people who did the things in other cities and how do we take Georgia and expand um atlanta's uh the positives of atlanta into Macon, and and you know like let's get the three blue splotches to mm -hmm. grow to the point that they start to touch like savannah augusta and atlanta yeah mm -hmm. because we could we 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 uh did great work this election cycle but if we allow this misinformation to keep flowing amongst our people, then the midterms are going to be terrible. Right. Because we, we are so busy looking for the perfect that we ignore the good and we will tear it all down out of apathy and false uh, frustrations. Um, you compare where Biden and his administration, due to us having those two senators, you compare where we are right now to what you know it would be like if Trump was in office. Exactly. And you then we take that and we do it in North Carolina and we do it in Alabama. And I would say Mississippi, but I think they're a little bit further down the line because even though Mississippi has the largest black population of any state, 
it's also the most Jim Crow state right. that's still out. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, even with uh, we have to we have to be more uh, vigilant, vigilant also because the Republicans are having an all-out war on, on the the voting rights right now. It's an all-out all-out war. Uh, not 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 hiding it anymore. They're right. damn sure not trying to let black folks vote anymore and do everything they can to so they vote. Well, one thing we've always said is the Republicans never stop. Democrats will get a victory, and, and then they they'll celebrate too damn long. Right, they get comfortable. You know, Republicans win or lose are always always pushing. So you got 143 bill. I mean, is it 143 or something like that? It's across 43 states. You have multiple laws that have either passed or being passed to mm -hmm. take away your vote. In the Supreme Court right now, they are working to eliminate the last protection in the Voting Rights Act. So as soon as they do that, that's gone. So this HR1 that they're trying to push the John Lewis bill, mm -hmm. if that does not pass, and I'm not trying to be exaggerating, if that bill fails and it doesn't get to the Senate and make it its way to a law, a lot of us won't be able to vote. Jim Crow area all over again. Not a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Hey, also, also, before I forget it, I just got put on to this, uh, it's an app called Official Black Wall Street that tells you about all the black owned businesses. Uh, I guess like in your area, I really haven't had a chance to like really explore it yet, but uh, I would advise people to check it out. It's everything from, from uh, restaurants to clothing stores. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I would advise everybody to check it out. I'm still exploring it myself. So it's okay. again, it's called official Black Wall Street. Put it in the and chat, brother. Right, 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 yeah, and um, it uh, it should tell you again all the all the black owned businesses in your area, in your city, and, and all of that. So, but we'll, yeah. we'll definitely put it in there. All right, that's what's up. What's Sir. up? What's up? What? All right, so it's another great episode. Uh, Esther, we hope to have you back next show, ma'am, who is always the queen of the room. Undress somewhere, make causing hell for somebody. <laughs> Traffic jams and accidents. I want to thank Theus for um, getting this together once again. Antoine, thank you again for your input, which is always great. Uh, my name is Cortez Eaton. And join us next time. We'll be back. Social reality. Check us out all yes, the sir. time. Check mm. us out. Follow us, subscribe, tag, share. You know what I'm saying? Comment. Do whatever you